Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and will be joined by my co-host Nicole Frolic and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. We are here back again with Brian. He's joining us on the show. We've uh, managed to get some technological issues underhand. And today we're so happy to have a returning guest, Mary Ducina. She is a psychic astrologer, tarot and oracle reader and shamanic herbal healer. She's also a seer, and she ran the first psychic call-in show in the Tampa area in the 80s. She was born on Halloween and is all Scorpio, just like our good skeptic, Brian. Mary, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, Triad of Power. It's, it's so nice to be uh, in the waves of your energy again, and blessings to your audience and the success of your show. So blessings to everybody. When well, are you going to stop calling me a skeptic? I know, right? You, we, we really he can't. He doesn't feel that way to me. He, no. I, I know it's like a, one of the valuable anchors of your show for him to at least be, okay, now wait a minute, <laughs> explain that to me a little bit better. But Brian, to me, just feels like he's, again, he's like that wise raven up on the branch or the owl watching what's going on if it's nocturnal and if anybody tries to be uh, penurious or false-faced or try to lead anybody astray including you two ladies or the audience and he's going to be that white knight that steps in and going i don't think so I, li- I, like, I like everything she said it sounds better than skeptic <laughs> okay well, like he's, he's your he's your not today not not on my watch i mean i just <laughs> see him as that you know he's the watcher he's like the watchtower he he is actually in fact i like I think that it's, name for him he's like the watchtower knight i like that for him it, it just feels like he's got that lineage in his um past life um, um sojourn you know he's got that like i'm willing to be the watcher you know like like maybe in modern days it would be like the security guard or like the the guy that was up and what that what did they call it the crow's nest on the pirate ship he's got the long range view and that's so important when things with some people not us Okay, not casting aspersions can get a little too woo-woo or believe anything or, you know, in the psychic field, there have been those psychics that play on people's vulnerabilities. So I'm all about having a watcher. I'm all about that eyebrow raised and our intuitive antennas well hoisted. Well, he's uh, him and I are both big fans of Game of Thrones. So That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. John Snow. Yeah. You know, forgive me, I've not seen that, so I'm going to trust that your audience knows exactly what you're talking about. I just haven't followed that, and I know it's so uber popular, but if if you've got your archetype characters in that, we're good. Yeah. Brian, you have no problems being Jon Snow, right? Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll wear it well. He'll wear it well. And, and you, could, you could say, you know nothing, Brian. 
<laughs> now I have to Google it and watch little YouTube vignettes so I, so I know your characters. That's funny. Well, Brian really did start off originally as a skeptic. Good. You know, but Good. a, lot of, be. a yeah. lot of stuff has just been happening that, you know, it's really hard to deny. Once and, you start to have the experience, right? Absolutely. And, and I, I, I think there are, I still have skeptical moments, but it's just not the right word anymore. It's, right. it's I, you know, there, there's maybe there's one word that describes it better that doesn't, you know, take a, a paragraph. But, you know, even, even hearing you, you say it, calling me a skeptic is just. It's, he's not resonating that with, he's, well, you've evolved past something. it, honey. You've evolved past yeah. just that limited role. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's. There's. It's a small part of it now, and yeah, it's. It's interesting. I see him as the watchtower. I mean, I see him as the watcher. He's the watchtower, which is in the higher order of when you get into angelology, the higher order when you go through the cherubim and the seraphim, and you know the watchers. You know, the there's thrones and dominions and different kinds of principalities and powers. And when you start getting into the seraphim, and you start getting into the watchers. They are the ones that are like monitors, you know, they're the they're monitors, they're the guard maybe sounds a little too harsh, but I, it's just the watchers. And, and another mystical word for the watcher that I like is S-E-E-R, the seer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, Mary, you um, are definitely one of our more popular shows. So our audience really loves what you're putting down. Thank uh, you. You know, we're, we were just talking before uh, the show that we're now heading into Capricorn season, but there's a huge traffic jam ha- happening in Capricorn, and it's going to get even busier once the sun and the moon move in there. Um, can you give us an update on what's kind of going on? Because we're coming up into eclipse season and how that's kind of affecting everyone. Let's, I'd love to. Let's look at that it's the, when we look at numerology, incorporate, you know, colors and numerology and sound frequencies, Capricorn the sea goat, you know, when you, and you can research that back in Roman and, and Greek mythology yourself, so we don't labor the show with that. But Capricorn in nature, it's the 10th sign of the zodiac. It's the element of earth, and it's the final of the earth signs when you look at the Western zodiac 12 signs. And Capricorn, different than a mountain ram, they're both cardinal signs, Aries and Capricorn, but the goat, Mother Nature so fashioned the, the mountain goat, that it has the type of hoofs that have that uh, concave kind of suction so they can go up higher where the mountain ram can just zoom, zoom, zoom all over the place and, and do the vertical type of yippee, you know, with its great, you know, curled horns. And it's the mountain ram that often people of the Hebraic Jewish tradition make the shofar out of the horn that they sound when they're, when they're sounding the New Year's or certain celebratory events. The shofar is from the ram's horn. But Capricorn is steady. It's like the old movies, you know, walk this way, step by step, slowly I turn. So Capricorn has the ability in nature to feast on higher altitude delights of herbs and flowers and shrubberies because its hoofs, its foundation, one of the keywords for Capricorn, lets it scale the heights. And it's got that it's not a rush, it's not a rush push me sign. Capricorn in all of our charts, whenever we all get together, astrology, and you all know this, can get so multi-layered and, and it can get a little overwhelming and complicated. So what I'd like to do is do the nuts and bolts and black and white of Capricorn. So know this, 
ye listeners, ye beautiful audience, that Capricorn is in all of our charts. So we might have a sun sign that goes first. Our rising sign is the door that opens into all the vast possibilities of us and sets the order for us personally of how the signs go around our wheel. Like if someone has a Capricorn ascendant rising sign, but they might be a Taurus or an Aries or a Scorpio, Capricorn is their front door. It's their soul signature that opens up into them different than any other Capricorn born on the planet. So they share an affinity with the energetic blooms and so Capricorn is that steady part of us, steady as she goes, steady as she goes, like when you're parking in reverse or you got to dock a boat. So Capricorn is about, I need to really understand, similar to the other Earth sister of it, Virgo, I want to understand how to best do this. Capricorn usually, when it's evolved in our charts, Capricorn is that part of us that gives us due diligence determination. It's the part of the monk or the priest or the nun or the shamanic disciple that says, I will, I will build the mandala out of the beautiful sand every day, even though that Buddhist priest that knows that he's taken a vow of silence, that the the masters of that ashram are going to completely erase it every day. So part of their discipline is they have to build the sand mandala every day because it teaches them about intention and focus and determination. So all of this plethora, all of this parade of celestial energies, because we're including the North and South node, we're including the mainframe of eclipses that happened in our testing year of 2019. We've been dealing with, when you look at the psychological aspects of Capricorn and its polarity sign, Cancer the Crab. So here we have, the mother, the matriarchal, the yin frequencies, both signs are considered to be of a yin magnetic vibration. We have six masculine yang signs in the zodiac, western zodiac, and we have six of the yin feminine magnetic. Masculine be electrical and yin being magnetic. So in 2019, regardless of our age, regardless of our chart, because of the turning of the wheel and the dominant elements that were happening in Cancer the Crab, the Ocean Crab, and Capricorn, the the Sea Goat, Mountain Goat, we've been looking at, once again, certainly in our subconscious, unconscious, what point are we all at, Lisa and Brian and Nicole and and Mary, what point are we all at as we kind of look back over this year at the intensity cosmic exclamation points brought on by our North and South Node eclipses of how we've processed or not, our mother-father issues. So 2019, and I've heard it so much from my clients, 2019 in our intimate relationships, in our dynamics with working with people on the job or who's leaving our life and what doors are opening had a lot to do with setting boundaries and realizing our own worth without needing to walk over others or plow over others. So people that were playing professional victim you know, when you go back to the Celestine prophecy and you, and you go back into the control dramas, you know, the intimidator, the poor me, you know, the, the, when you go into those four control dramas of how people move in and out of wanting to get their way, this is the kind of thing that got stirred up in 2019. So you guys can go on the internet and look up the control dramas of the Celestine prophecy by James Redfield, because that all got opened up. Now, this Capricorn vibration of Saturn and Pluto coming together. If you go back to the years of the end of 1980, if you are at that timeline, what was going on in your life at the end 
1980 and when they actually came together around that week of November 8th of 1982 because Saturn does its little two and a half to three year uh, sojourn in a sign when it goes in. All the planets have different and varying orbits and rates of speed. So if you're old enough, end of 1980 into 1982 was the last time that, that uh, Saturn and Pluto wanted to dance with each other and come into a, a, an alliance, and that was in the cardinal sign of Libra. So at that point, Libra was lighting up in our charts. Now we've got the solar eclipse coming up, zooming over. Actually, to me, it got ignited with this full moon of 1212, and it's going to come into another strong kick at Yuletide, winter solstice, when the sun shifts in the northern hemisphere into the sign of Capricorn, then we've got that very strong eclipse as we go over Christmas, the Christmas uh, holiday of celebrations at four Capricorn. So I want to give you an image, another image. So people, when they watch it on TV, they've actually been out to Las Vegas, and they see one of these incredibly ornate, powerful, expensive motels, and they do the demolition ceremony where you just boom and it all comes down you watch like this huge structure this like a tower coming down that's like the old order coming down and you see the dust and like people are like excited watching it like they do fireworks on july 4th and you see this boom you see this demolition because they've got to clear it because they're going to start a new foundation and they're going to upgrade or they're going to build a new super resort in Las Vegas. Another image that came to mind to me psychically was the, the original Disney movie of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And so the bell ringing, you know, to me, if, if you look at celestial visuals and most people, as you learn in neurolinguistic programming are visual. So imagine that the creature that's okay living in the high place of the castle because it got tired of people judging it. So the hunchback is ringing that big tower bell. It's very high in a castle, and so the ringing of the bell is alert, alert, everything is, there are going to be new doors of opportunity opening, but here's where humans get resistant more than their beautiful soul star. Humans tend to get irritable and resistant and in denial when it comes to letting go of something that's become familiar or a habit. So, oh, I don't know and, what you're talking about, Mary. <laughs> So here we have, we're shifting from the magnetic feminine earth signs of Uranus and Taurus. You can't push Taurus either. And Capricorn, we've got this dance in Capricorn. So let's look at the positive part of it. Jupiter and Venus are our expansion party guys have come into Capricorn too. So we really enter this year and Jupiter joins this eclipse over Christmas. So we're entering the year with, hey, it's okay to let go and you just need to maybe apply some more diligence and discipline and you got to roll up your sleeves and do the work now where 2019 may have suddenly given us the the creative impetus and stimulation Capricorn's all about okay you need to be you can't just you need to either hire the people to do the work for you to get the landscaping done maybe you've got the vision maybe you've got the blueprint of the building but you either not, need to be the Capricorn CEO and hire the right people and we all know from hiring plumbers and yard people and different kind of people that if they're not on their game and they don't have integrity then it's a whole host of problems that opens up with that so, you know, the old saying, if you want it done right, do it yourself. So if we don't do that original research and Better Business Bureau and what's their reviews, and and I've even had people that I've hired that had excellent reviews and just dropped the ball with me because they were going through some incredibly challenging times 
in their personal lives, like the divorce happened, a child died, you know, one of their parents died. So it, it collapsed them. You know, humans are kind of frail when it comes to the uh, micromanaging how our subconscious patterns, strongholds in our mind, leashes, you know, from the past. This is about everybody packs a bag when we come in with this incarnation. Saturn's saying, unpack it. Work it out. Join the gym. Go swim in the heated pool. Take time in the sauna. Soak your feet with, you know, magnesium, you know, Epsom salts. You've got to start self-nurturing cancer because you've got work to do. This is the dirt's been cleared. The garden has been tilled. And we're starting from ground zero. We're starting from the base now. Well, I think, too, like it, it all makes sense because with that Capricorn building energy uh, and us kind of moving into getting ready to move into 2020, which is a four year, four is yep. all about strong foundations and you want to be building on a strong foundation and, and so something that's going to last for a really long time. And of course, with Jupiter moving into Capricorn for the next year, yep. we have such a fortuitous energy behind us. You know, it's really going to help expand that and, and really push us into that place. Well, and see what we're entering this new year with, what, what January's door greets us with. It's not just a new year, it's a new decade. And so to your point of, of the new foundation and, and the, four, the four new walls that have to come up to steady the room. You know, we, most, most houses have like a rectangular or a square geometry you know it's like the presents that we give unless we do the little bags or and you go buy a circular box they're normally square or rectangle and even if you look at the gift bag mystically it's still an up you know it's a vertical rectangle or a vertical square so what capricorn says to us and remember i do the shamanic teachings in the sense of the the indigenous people the first nations people so for me what's exciting about capricorn because first nations people are original ancestors of this country that i live in uh, the, the native peoples, they look at the ceremonial circle and they have the four main directions. So Capricorn on the medicine wheel, Capricorn enters the north direction on the medicine wheel. And here is the very familiar to most people that have studied anything about native people's teachings. Here's the white buffalo. And the north direction is about the lineage of our ancestors. And we're going at least seven generations back. So did we in this human incarnation meet all these people? No. But their tears and their loving and their struggles and their demise and their birth and what was a priority to them courses through our DNA, courses through our, our karmic uh, lineage. And so it has a lot to do with them coming closer than ever over the last 34 years, coming closer together to assist us with the wisdoms and the, and the skill sets that they had in their generation at those times and what the priority points were. So the main animal totem, as we come into the north direction of, of most indigenous peoples, medicine wheel, is the prosperity of the buffalo. And so the great white buffalo, so we're going to be visioning about our mother earth. Now the shadow side of Capricorn, as well as the shadow side of, of Uranus and Taurus, the other earth sign, is again with the theme of demolition. This is volcanic activity. This is underwater quakes. When you look at the, I think they're called the Mariana Trench, you know, when you look at how the Earth Mother has these underwater fissures and she has these releases of her deep core, Capricorn, deep core, the foundation, the magnetic core of our blue green jewel out there in the Milky Way doing her thing. She's so Capricorn is known to be, especially with Uranus and an Earth sign too, it's about looking at 
what needs to shake and dance and quake in a medicinal way. So to the native peoples, earth shakings and like people that have to have, have like a, a, some people have like a shake and the little arm hairs go up when they get something intuitively or psychically, or a dog will shake off the water. A lot of creatures will get in the water and shake. Or when we dance to the native peoples, dancing is a part of shaking medicine like the Hayoka or when you're out West and you're looking at Cocapelli or you're looking at some of the Kachina deities that are so popular in Taos and Santa Fe and, and Garden of the Gods and Utah and all of that. So the Kachinas, Cocapelli playing the flute and dancing and the Hayoka, which is the trickster clown, these all start to come in with the lures and the teaching of Capricorn. So the shadow side of Capricorn is when we go to the, one of the famous things that comes up at Yuletide Christmas, Scrooge. So Scrooge had to be taught, not, and in the Tarot of the Four of Pentacles, because the pentacles are the diamonds in regular playing cards, and this is most often, well, to me anyway, just I'll just speak from my truth. The pentacles to me are the earth element. They're the material, earthly world, the things that people say, I don't believe it unless I can hold it, touch it, smell it, own it. So when we think about a very well-known uh, Christmas story, Scrooge, you know, we think about Tiny Tim, and we think about his father working so hard for Scrooge, trying to, to swallow any disdain and any discomfort and, and be the loyal, dedicated employee, that's Capricorn too, to the very penurious and tight-fisted and tight-wad and just gravelly and grumbly and complaining and always looking at the dark side of things. And if you don't hold on to it, nobody else is going to do it for you. So that could be like the shadow side of the Capricornian energy as well. So my metaphysical antidote to that is we all have blessings and we all have skill sets and we all have uh, a, a, an ability to work from humility and work more with seeing three things every day that we're grateful for that will absolutely reprogram your subconscious when it comes to fear of not having enough. So Capricorn is working with what you've got and if right now you're in a financial pinch or you just got left or, you know, you feel like you've been kicked to the curb by the job or the lover or whatever, and what you thought was going to be the path ahead suddenly got derailed, find something that you're grateful for. And I am an avid tither, but I do it actually out in nature. I take the food and I feed the dog running along the road or I help it get off the road or if I'm going to actually give cash money, it's to the person you know, that I know, you know, could use that uplift in my community. So when people say shopping local, I actually tithe local, you know, like every year I take, and this isn't tooting my own horn. It's just something that I'm trying to suggest to you that doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I'm a Southern girl. I had those relatives that taught me how to make homemade chocolate meringue pies and homemade toasted coconut pies. And I, I revere my savvy women, Southern cooks, because they do know how to cook. And so I make those and I take them to the post office and I take them to the little grocery store here because I'm in a rural mountain lake community. And I take them, you know, and, and just, you know, to give something, if you really make lasagna, good, go make it and give it to somebody that could use an uplift. You know, so it's something that you're actually, they can tangibly eat that, taste that, and it becomes fuel of harmony into their body. So, you don't. it doesn't always have to cost you a lot of money. You know, it doesn't. You can do these ancient traditional gifts like if you really make good biscuits or bread give that uh, for hanukkah and christmas you know go uplift somebody with this great thing that you know how to do and it, it, it as you're gone from these people 
I mean, it uplifts them again and again when they enter into their sleep state. You know, that dog that looks at you like, wow, thank you. I was running in the woods and who knew that you'd be coming along out of the blue and have some, a can of dog food and some good dry food to feed me on my way. You know, it's like help another on their way. Just focus on the now moment and today, what could I do? And maybe it's just a smile. Maybe it's just opening up the door for somebody when they've had a really crappy day. Be that light in the world. Be that little thing that lights their flame a little brighter, like, okay. And you don't need to know the details. You don't need to know that they were suicidal and you made a difference, that they just couldn't go one more step. But because of your compassion and action, that's my definition of CIA, my, my compassion and action, my ability to be a tithe of a, tr- a treasure tither, you know, the, the fact to do that. And it isn't about the applause, people. Just go do it because it's good for your soul to go do it. It's good medicine for you. So as we end this year, actually with, with uh, Mars finally, after a long jump in Scorpio, Mars has moved into Sagittarius and Mercury's, you know, doing its Sagittarius thing. So we kind of enter the year with a little bit of the truth seeking. And, you know, I want to get more involved with my soul purpose and my life mission. There's going to be some people because Sagittarius is radical. There's going to be some people that say, you know what, I've been a nurse for 25 years. I'm done and I'm going to go be a stockbroker or I'm done and I'm going to be, I'm going to go with the doctors without borders or I'm going to go work over here at the homeless shelter. I'm going to, there's going to be some radical things, radical changes. People are going to start looking at more what could make them have emotional and psychological well-being as well as what's food for their soul rather than just getting caught up in the material world. What could evolve your day-to-day relationship with yourself? How are you with you? Capricorn is about what's your truth? What's evolving you? What's the fuel that's going in to help empower and enlighten you with your given circumstances right now? Not that you'll just be happy when you go to the gym or gain weight or lose weight or, you know, how are you going to become an overcomer rather than getting into the energy vampirism of, oh, whoa, poor me. I can't believe that happened to me. Get over it. You know, it's kind of like a Judge Judy type of attitude or a Dr. (laughs) Phil. These are Capricornian type of people, or if you've ever watched anything uh, of the very powerful medical intuitive Dr. Carolyn Mace, you know, M-Y-S-S on on the internet. If you look at any of her YouTube teachings, oh my God, you know, it's just like snap out of it. It's kind of like a military type of when you're, when you're in boot camp, you know, it's, that's Capricorn too. It's just like, okay, this is what's going on with you. Where do you want to go with this? What are you willing to do? So as we go to the eclipse and also in January of 2020, we've, we've got the actual coming together starts to really be strong medicine between January 7th and the 14th with its, its, its exact alignment around the 12th. And right there on January 10th, we've got our first lunar eclipse in the sign of cancer, the ocean crab, who carries its shelter on its back. When you think about a lobster, when you think about an ocean crab, when you think about a turtle, native peoples call Earth Turtle Island, America Turtle Island. When you think about these soft, tender creatures that are living on Earth, but they've got a hard shell on the outside. This, this eclipse in January ties back to the dual eclipses we had in July of 2019. So there's a bridge that forms when you're a seasoned astrologer. You know that there's an arched bridge that started in January. Actually, in 2019, we 
had dual eclipses in January of 2019. We had dual eclipses that happened in July. The J months were the big deals of 2019. We're completing the January 2019 eclipse with the January 2020 lunar eclipse in Cancer. And this is where we say to ourselves, the nurturer in me, the humble, grateful spirit residing in this earthly vessel, in this earthly temple, I am going to dedicate as I open this new year to what nurtures my soul, what helps the, the magnetic frequencies of my heart. And I'm going to get that walkabout established with me to me. I'm going to really allow my self-worth and I'm not going to allow the certain types of humanoids, of personalities around me, be it family, lovers, or, or, or wherever I need discipline. Saturn in the Capricorn parade is going to show us that. I mean, the Capricorn circus is going to show us where are you walking the high wire in a relationship? Where are you trying to be the clown, the heoka to keep the animal from, you know, the lion from eating the trainer? You know, are you treating the animals good? Are you treating your, your base core personality good? Are you caught in addiction? And you, we all know the last person that usually sees that addiction, whether it's alcohol or prescription pills or sleep aids or porno or whatever food, whatever it is, has it got a hold on you? Is it, it's a, is it a snare? And it's got a hold on you. At least be willing to look at, because with earth signs, we talk about financial terms. At what cost, at what price to my well-being? At what cost, at what price am I giving worth to this over my primary relationships? At, am I losing myself in order to let that person be addicted just so I can not be alone and have a relationship? How much am I investing my life force energy, besides my money, in this certain uh, avenue, this certain path you know what do i need to liquidate in my life what type of personalities have proven over time saturn chronos time over time in my life which relative which family member has wanted to be on demand with me and not really respected some of the things in my world that i need to pay attention to but i need to adhere to who's being selfish in my life who's being a scrooge who's being an energy thief or vampire in my life and why haven't i faced off with that and you can do it Without judgment, you can turn and say, like we talked about being a seer or a watchtower, a watcher, not anymore, not on my watch, not anymore. I'm done with that. I'm shifting. I now, see that. that. Yeah. I, will they have certain people go out of our life? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I'm okay I think, with that. I think, too, I get that same sense. And I talked about this in my alchemy program over the weekend, that it's this year is so important for you to really be like that CEO or rock star yep. of your path? Like, are you going to finally have the steering wheel fully in your hands? And are you going to take every step necessary that you need to take to, to actually build and create what it is that you absolutely desire for yourself, the way you want to see yourself showing up in this world? And I was, I had a client last night where I, I was emphasizing to him how important it is right now to take steps of action. Doesn't matter how small they are, just take steps of action towards what you're doing right now because you build momentum behind that. And there's no way that what you may not be able to foresee at this current position may become more visible to you as you take a few steps forward. But you'll never know what that foresight is until you get a little bit closer. Well, when we, okay, t and, and again, with earth signs, show me 
prove it to me. I need to see it. I need to feel it. So one of the examples I'm giving my clients, I'm like, okay, we all have that junk drawer. We all have that closet that's got clothes in it. We're not wearing anymore shoes that we could benefit someone that's going to a thrift store, a homeless shelter or whatever. So, and you know how good it feels when you've put off going through all your clothes and you've put off really cleaning that room. I mean, really cleaning out the pantry and all that. So when you do it and you actually roll up your sleeves and do the work and then you go take the actual drive your car and go donate the stuff and then step back at the end of that project wow, I really did straighten up my garage. I really did go let go of stuff in storage. I really did finish the yard sale. I really did take those clothes. And, and you come home feeling really good that you did it. You know, And it's okay if you put it off for eight months. I don't care, no judgment. But the fact that you actually, you yourself, again, either hired the person to do it for you if you can let go of control or, you know, you don't, you, you know, you'll stall too long looking at the stuff that you need to let go of. It's like, no, I can't let that go yet. That, yeah, that's Aunt Bessie's. Okay. So you actually do it and you move it on down the road and then you look at it. And I did this regularly when I lived in Florida. I would, there were stores like TJ Maxx and Steinmart and Marshalls. And there was all these great stores because it's a tourist Mecca that you'd always find like things that's such a great deal. Like Florida got the New York, whatever was really popular in New York City or LA came to Florida. It's just so funny. So I would go through my closets and I would keep something of every color of the main spectrum of the ramp. There's my yellow ray, there's my green ray, there's my red stuff, there's my blue stuff. And I would go through that and I would go donate it to the abused uh, uh, domestic violence shelters or the animal thrift stores. I said, I don't know, I don't want a tax receipt here. I just want to let it go. And it was good stuff because I take care of my stuff. But then what happened was the, the magic carpet would come back to me and the blue genie which was just the, the representation of this full moon of December, the magic genie came out of the lamp going, ah, okay, what's your wishes now? And I'm like, I just feel so good. I'm good. I'm good. Just thank you for the protections of my life. And all these bargains would start coming to me. Like to me, like going through one of those stores, when you find your favorite designer store that has, you know, the, the, the great prices when you walk in the door, it's like the magic just jumps off the shelf to you. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Look at that. So because you're constantly doing that evolving, revolving door of gifting and giving away, then it comes back to you at a much more powerful way. It's just incredible. And one of the Native American ceremonies that I was taught is called the fire ceremony of thanks and giving. And part of the requirement of I used to do it in autumn. And part of the requirement of that is I say to the participants, everybody that comes to this meditation circle has to bring something that's held a really strong emotional charge for you. Like you've got to let it go. So bring something that was like the childhood teddy bear or the ring that somebody gave or whatever it is. And, and this thing that's had a strong emotional leash on you, put it at the fire, you know, put it at the edge of the fire. And the one rule is you can't go get your thing. So we do the ceremony and we do the cleansing and we call for healing of this planet and this Milky Way galaxy and all of our ancestors and spirit as well as here and then each person, if they want to, it's not a requirement, can go to the fire and pick anything up that someone else let go of at the, before the circle is, is, is over and released, before we do the closing blessing and saging. They can go pick up something that was so special and so poignant for somebody else that the good medicine for them was they were able to let it go. And then you also can take home a little treasure that was once so heart rich to somebody else. And boy, I've, oh, I've, I made myself, I didn't do it the first time, 
But the second or third time, I can't remember, I, I literally took something that was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, my brother has passed away and this is something that was, you know, tied to him and he's my favorite, you know, person in the whole world and I need to do this. I need to do this. And he was a Taurus and I knew that he would be, he loved all my Native American teachings. So I thought, you know what, John's good with this. I'm going to go let this go. But I, for me, at that circle, I did not go pick up anything else. I really wanted it to be a total healing transformative epiphany type of aha moment that I didn't take anything back. I wanted to really just be the one that let everything go. And I didn't even look at who might've taken what it was now and whatever's left. Let's say there's three things left. If there's 20 people and there's three things left that people chose not to take anything home with them, or I didn't take those things, then those three things get either put out in nature or taken to, you know, some portal, some vortex of where other people can have it, like a Goodwill store or Salvation Army or whatever. Just go give it away. You find somebody, just give it to them. You know, hi, here. You know, I've done lots of things where I put something that's kind of valuable just in a shopping cart. When I leave Walmart or the grocery store or whatever, I see somebody sitting on the bench and just say, here. I'm just like, really? It's fun. It's like you're a walking greeting card. You know, you're <laughs> like a walking. No, it is. It's just like there's a little guy that I heard through the community that was homeless, that was a Vietnam vet, and he, he likes being free, and he has winter shelter. He's evolved into that, but he never asks for money. He doesn't put up the sign or anything, and so a friend of mine, you know, we took, like, some winter jackets and a hat, and he's just so, he's like this little happy, smiling, skinny guy, you know, like a little hippie guy, kind of, and he's never, he smokes cigarettes. So I don't give him cigarettes, but if he gets money, he can go do that. I don't care. But it's fun. I mean, he's never begging. He's grateful for everything. And I thought, what a little medicine totem sitting there. I mean, he's never surly. He's not creepy. He's not a creepy man glaring at young kids or anything. And everybody in the community knows that he's a good guy, you know, well, and he's, cre he's created by just sitting there. He's created people coming up going, hi, here's $20. Here's this. And he'll say, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's just, it's astonishing. You know, because we're so wired the other way. I got to make it. I got to do this. I got to put it in the bank. I got to invest it. And none of that's bad, but it can overcome you spiritually because <laughs> here's the reality bite. Saturn's all about the reality bite, guys. You're not taking any of it with you. <laughs> well, Lisa's been actually, Lisa's done a couple of things like that through her 365 day challenge. You did that Love for it. where you went to, was it Subway or what was it, Lisa? Yeah, I gave out. I gave out Subway sandwiches and I gave out hugs. That was a good one. And, and she goes home rich. <laughs> she goes home rich. Her psychological continence, her soul, all of that is, I think, snap of the fingers, immediate healing medicine. And, you know, I always say to my clients, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How about all the car wrecks when you've been in those traffic jams and you've looked at those car wrecks? How about how your guides and your overarching uh, angels how about the good karma that you've built up in your bank account? How about the accidents that you weren't in? Maybe you don't see them. Maybe you don't get the vision of it. But I can assure you there are accidents and there are travails that could have come upon you that your good deeds and your good spirit and your guides protected you from. So how about if one of the things, if you're in a surly mood that you, get great, that you give gratitude for and you give thanks for is thank you for my ongoing and in all direction, in all ways, sacred protections. Thank you for all of you invisibles and all of you, you know, that might have been citizens that helped you out of a, 
you know, a, a quagmire of some sort. You know, how about the seen and the unseen protections that I believe we build health-wise too. I believe that we're building credit or debit in our karmic bank account all mm. the time, all the time. And Capricorn would kind of be like that bank. You know, it would be like that, that, that karmic bank account. Because when you look at the new year in this country, and maybe in some other countries, maybe some of the European countries, the symbology of our new year is the little baby, which has the banner on it of the new year, and father time that has the scythe or the hourglass and some of the vintage postcards. So that's Saturn literally right now giving away to the little the little new baby of, of uh, Cancer the Crab. You know, it's like here comes the new little innocent infant possibilities, uh, uh, unbounded, you know, all like it's, it's there. You're the infant of the new year and the new decade. So why not in your festivities, look at what you're grateful for. Look at what really look back at all that you've overcome in your life that you survived, you know, that you, that could have taken you out or could have taken you down and your own ability to say, I got this, I'll do this, I'll never give up. You know, like when you watch these CNN hero shows or you look at Ellen DeGeneres' greatest giveaway stories type of things, these are actual things in our generation where we can go, I can do better, I can do more, I can overcome. Yes, I'm going to take the climb. And who doesn't love the top of a mountain view? I mean, it's gorgeous. So we've got work to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, pretty that up. There's, this is going to be a year of working it. It's going to be a, a year of you, 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 you're making the communications. You're not in psychology. They teach us a thing. And, and also in, in Buddhism, again, you can't be attached to the outcome. Don't be focused on what the end of the project is going to be. Just keep your mind on doing the best that you can, you know, like there's a, a radio announcer here that says every day on his show today, is a day that's never been lived before. It's a blank canvas. And if you so will it, summoning the will, if you so will it, it can be a masterpiece. It can be a masterpiece. This day's never been lived before and it won't be lived again. So I think that in society, we've gotten so technically leashed and so ADD distracted that we now need to come back. Capricorn, Taurus, you know, the... The, the cardinal signs, the, the cross-quarter points of the year, Aries, spring equinox in the northern hemisphere, Libra, the opening of our autumnal magic, you know, winter solstice, Capricorn, Cancer, summer solstice. So these are, these are points in the turning of the wheel. And these four signs, these four signs are in the spotlight right now and going into 2020. But here's the thing. A lot of these astrologers, I don't like the, the fear factor of like, ooh, Saturn and Pluto, and they're coming together, and, you know, they're all there, you know, at January 12th. It's like it's going to be like world-crushing. I don't believe that. But. <laughs> but I never saw it that way. It's no, funny. no, of course you didn't. Of course you guys didn't. But actually, here's seasoned astrologers know that they already came really close together around April 14th to the 19th of this year. Mm-hmm or Saturn and Pluto, okay? And then every time in 2019, every time, full moon or a new moon in Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, this, to your point, Nicole, put more fuel in the actual engine of what we were wanting to drive forward. So these, and look at, look at Aries out there. If you're an Aries, or you've got an Aries rising sign or Aries is really strong with a bunch of planets in your chart, Neptune and Pisces, has been in Aries 12th house. 
And so Aries people, male and female, are really going through this inner internal like purging. You know, they're going through this whole everything that was ever a smack in their life psychologically, they're having to revisit through intimate relationships and getting that dynamic off the ground. So the cardinal signs of Aries and its polarity, Libra and Cancer and Capricorn really have the pots been stirred. No matter what your sign is, if you have an ascendant or a moon or a rising sign or your Mars and your in your planets, you know, Mercury and Mars and Venus are, are coupled up in the cardinal signs, 2019 has been like holy moly. Yeah, I'm 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 going through a major epiphany transformation and there haven't been that many aha moments because it's been like you need to surge and purge this. Oh yeah, this year's definitely been a shakeup. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I've talked to, everybody. So I think we help our clients by saying to them, okay, try not to take on the whole entire study of astrology. Let's just focus on the nuts and bolts of your right now. Find out from your favorite astrologer, don't, some of these internet math programs do not give you a correct chart. Sorry, it's just the way it is. Support your spiritual, you know, way showers and go, go to somebody that's done this for a long time or really loves the work that they do. Find out where the zones called houses in astrology, where is the section in that 12-sided wheel, where do you have Capricorn first and foremost? Where is the sign Capricorn on that house? Which number house of the 12 is the sign Capricorn on? Go find that out. That's your first work. We're talking about a work now, Capricorn. Your first building of the foundation and the four walls of your new enlightened awareness. Let's get the best out of astrology fast. Then Capricorn is always opposite its sister sign of cancer. So those two zones, those two sections or those two rooms in your 12-sided round house that's where all the action is for 2020 as far as our soul evolvement so where the specifics are going to happen we haven't even gotten to the planets yet where the specific themes for your evolvement and enlightenment and lighten up where you're where we're going to get enlightened up whether we kick and scream and fight it or we give into it and go okay i'm going to at least look at these areas and what these houses in my chart where you have Capricorn and Cancer in your natal birth star map. That's where all the action is in 2020. It started a little bit with the eclipses and north-south node teachings. That's our karma. South node is the work we've got to, we got to do. And the north node is our ability to adhere to the plan. You know, So south node is where we get lazy and procrastinate and it's past life crap that we still need to work out. And north node is that goat climbing that mountain right now saying, okay, okay. I got this. I got this. So instead of being the baby going, wah, 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 why me? I don't want to do it. Why me, God? No, no, <laughs> no. It's about you are one with the divine. You are one with the sacred breath. It's what breathes life into you. Wake up. Be authentic. Be authentic. And more importantly, Nicole, to the shadow side of Capricorn, get out of your life. Get out of your life. Stop paying attention and holding audience with people that are deliberately greedy and deliberately vampirical and deliberately mean. Walk, get that walked out of your life, okay? If you're not that truth teacher, life coach, you know, a sister, cousin, whatever, if, if, if your effect is just being kicked to the curb or they're just using you or whatever it is, Move your vibration away from that. It's not about judging them. It's about cleaning up your own world. 
Okay, so something really funny just happened. Um, in my head, when you said that, the song Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car, <laughs> popped yep, into yep. my head. Get out of, yeah, yeah, is that Billy Ocean? Billy, was that yeah, Get something. Out of My, yeah. yeah. Get into my car. Yeah. It, it is an 80s song. I know, I'm a total 80s song love lover. Uh, oh, but yeah. it, it, it's actually quite, um, like it applies in the situation. <laughs> Well, I love that it's Billy Ocean because Billy Goat and the Ocean Cancer the Crab. That's very intuitive of you when you look at archetypes. His name's Billy Ocean. And we were talking about you can have a car, a pretty car, a nice mechanically sound car sitting in your driveway. But if you don't, if you put the wrong fuel in that car, it's going nowhere. If the alternator or the battery dies, it ain't going. It's not going. It's, it's, it's a frozen vehicle and look at the movie that's getting all the attention right now frozen let it go let it go okay and cats is coming out you know and cats are are very independent type of creatures you know they know that they have to independently you know keep going and what are they said to have nine lives so if you look at that we're coming into a four year and numerology and then you go to the western zodiac and you start counting signs aries number one taurus number two gemini number three. Oh, look at that the fourth sign is cancer the ocean crab so that's my on a psychological level start looking at your insecurities start looking at your vulnerabilities you to you you to you if that appointment with that therapist would help you continue to unpack that old suitcase of mommy issues or you know, I, I, I'm abandonment issues or rejection issue. My mom was an alcoholic. My mom was a druggie. My mom didn't love me. My mom, you know, was a narcissist. Go, go learn about that. Just go learn about that. I'm not saying you have to do it all year long, but go get that person that studied that skill set through college and, they, and they've had a practice and they've written the books. I don't care if you do it on YouTube. Do the discipline of listening to some hours of Carolyn Mice or some, you know, watch some Dr. Phil shows with those issues. Just do whatever you have to do and watch from an emotional standpoint and a psychological standpoint. When those psychology shows come on on YouTube or whatever, or you read those books and it hits you and you can feel inside your heart chakra, you can feel that you can start to feel the resentment or the insecurity or the anger. And nobody has to know it. It's you feeling you. Then you know how far you've progressed on that path of that still being a stronghold in your life. You know, we had this Gemini magic ju blue genie twelve twelve at twelve 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 all that stuff going around <laughs> on the internet okay that was about you know and 12 adds back to a three so that was about the creative instigation you know that was a, about how am i what's a stronghold in my mind because the eclipses in 2020 shift to gemini sag we start a new sarah series so we're starting to they go in 19 years 19 and a half years so we're moving from the cancer capricorn vibrational north-south node and eclipses, we're shifting into Gemini and Sagittarius because it's never just one sign, my lovelies. It's that sign and it's balance. It's that sign and it's polarity. So we're shifting from this feminine vibration in the north node, south node eclipses into the masculine kind of non, uh, non you know, attached to being the, the yin or the yang, you know, Gemini is like Peter Pan and Sagittarius is, is kind of like Johnny Depp when he plays Jack Sparrow, you know, in the, in the Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever that is. So we've got these adventurers and, and white knights and sojourners of truth that's beginning to come up. So these are game changers. So in our charts, find the Cancer Capricorn and then look at, are you the generation? 
Are you are you getting to be 29 to 30 years old or 58 and a half to 60 years old? These are the people that are going through their first and their second Saturn returns. Big year. Every year for whoever's going through that. So if your age is going to be 30 or 60 as you're moving into 2020, this is called the Saturn return, the first of a second Saturn. And if you're 89 or 90, you're third Saturn return. So go go look at that. You know, go look at that. But if you look at where the, the eclipses are going to happen, so you can have it in your podcast, January 10th, lunar eclipse, and that's going to bloom out in, in the sign of, of cancer again, our ocean crab, get out of my car, you know, get out of my head and into my car, head, you know, Gemini into my car. And then when we go to summer, when we go to June 5th, we're going to start seeing these shifts into the, the Gemini Sagittarius vibration because on June, well, no, actually on, on June 5th, we're starting to breathe more of like, I got to have freedom. I got to have liberation. Gemini and Sagittarius are all about don't crowd me. So that's going to be the first lunar eclipse in mid degree of Sagittarius. So we're still, we open up this year with the Sagittarius Capricorn blend and we're searching for what is my truth now? What is my heart and soul? I'm a mystic that believes the soul and the heart hang out together. You know, it's been proven through like heart math Institute and a lot of the science. Now we're going to have so many great, this is such a disclosure year. I'm calling 2020 the year of perfect vision, you know, oh, your vision's 2020. So whatever's been obscuring us, where we've been in denial, where we've been playing avoidance or hide and seek with ourselves, there's no more hiding. And the corrupt politicians in the world, on this planet, I don't care what country it is, I don't care what faction of political view they, they tout to adhere to, if it's corrupt, it's coming down. It's coming down. It's going to get exposed, just like we had last year, all these Hollywood people that were doing you know, wrong things with children and inappropriate things in the career business world with men and women, you know, these, these inappropriate sexual carrots in front of me being held in front of their face, do this and I'll give you this, you know, the Weinsteins and the, and, and, and the different people that got exposed for the, the human trafficking and, and the wrong sexual stuff. That's, that's a lot of what got exposed, you know, as we go back from 2018 and 2019 and now it crumbles, it implodes it is a demolition derby that happens and then disclosures coming out. So in science, what's been hidden in medical advancement, what's been hidden, you know, the sinister is going to get exposed, but the, the, the sacred and the succulent and, and what can actually improve us and advance us is going to come out as well. But never forget the two best liars in the Zodiac is someone that takes the shadow side of Capricorn or Gemini. Absolutely. And I got 30 years to prove it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm telling you, when I've sat back and go, wow, you know, the ones that could put on that really good mask, you know, and then turn around and, and, you know, stab in the back kind of a thing, you know, and that, that's one of the first things I learned from the very famous witch, Sybil Leek. And when I interviewed Eden Gray, you know, the gal that was in some of the first tarot books. And then when I started talking to studying different people, Stephen Forrest and Rick Levine and Alan Oaken, and when you get back to these seasoned astrologers, you know, and you're the audience person that says, which dark side? You always hear Scorpio's dark side is like really sinister, you know. So what are the other ones? You know, I mean, and we all have, if we go with our intentions to the dark evil, really evil, like I don't care who I heard, I'm getting mine. And I always heard the same thing. Oh, the best players of a Zodiac are the shadow side of Gemini and Capricorn. And I'm like, okay, so I just kept that little pearl of wisdom for myself and watched it play out 
through clients and not just women and not just men and not just older and not just younger. It's like, wow. And when people would tell me, oh, my God, this person trained with me for 20 years, was one of my instructors in my karate school, and then they totally went behind my back, that's the same as a stab in the back, and did this and that and just flat slap lied or extorted sons or, you know, I found out they were a pervert, you know, or not appropriate with children, all this. And I'd say, oh, when was their birthday? You know what? <laughs> and it kept coming in, Gemini, Capricorn, Gemini, Capricorn. And I have lots of friends that are Gemini, Capricorn, and we all have Gemini, Capricorn on our chart. But it's kind of where that temptation you know, to, you know, I've worked really hard and I haven't gotten my recognition yet. So I think that, you know, I should just take it, you know, thievery, thievery, you know, if it's not yours, it's not yours. And then when we go to June 21st, there's a big solar eclipse that ushers in and opens up our summer solstice in the Northern hemisphere. It'll be on Father's Day. And it's interesting. It'll be at a very powerful energetic zone. It will be like in the tarot, the, the fool card. It's going to be zero degrees. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, of Cancer the Crab. So it's Father's Day, which is interesting, isn't it? It's oh, my gosh, Day. and it's 11-11 here, it's yeah. just as you said that. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, if we can just kind of take it in categories, on your psychological front, how's your inner child doing, Cancer the Crab? How do you nurture yourself, uh, the, the mothering side of, of the goddess, you know, the, the, you know in, in Native American teachings, it's Grandmother Moon and our Earth Mother Father, Sky, Great Spirit. So the Capricorn in mythology, you know, Kronos and Saturn and Father Time. So it's patriarchal. It's how do we take care of ourselves in the world in a material sense? How do we find our food and our shelter? So that's Capricornian. How do we discipline ourselves? And as I told you earlier, Capricorn's all about choice equals consequence. So remember your C's. Capricorn and cancer begin with in our, in our alphabet, the letter C. So consciousness creativity and choice equals consequence by the choices that you make the consequences will return there's your infinity there's your there's your karmic boomerang that's coming and i would say we really get the feel the feel of our new year is of course not just on the 26th when the eclipse happens but the feel of our new year and, and where we need to take more responsibility about evolving ourselves, I think it's a very lucky eclipse, although Capricorn can be stern because Jupiter in Capricorn joins this eclipse, finishing out this decade on over December 25th, 26th, 27th of 2019. So I feel, I feel as I'm looking at it, there's prosperity and good fortune in this year's holy day forecast. So this new moon Sun and Moon in Capricorn is the solar eclipse. It's not so much a good time to plant the seeds of a new beginning. This is an annular eclipse, which means like the edge of the sun remains visible as a ring around the moon. And then Mercury ends the year by making its last movement into Capricorn on Saturday, December 28th. So this shifting of the guard is centered on methodical step by step. Slowly I turned walk this way, methodical thinking and timing and the structured ideas that are the foundation of, here's the foundation as a human. How's my, what, what is my truth? How am I doing with my beliefs and my truth? That's the foundation of your life right now. What beliefs serve me well? What truth teachings could I work at a little better? What on my path is a light? on my path and what are some of my addictions and and 
and beliefs or things that I'm giving discipline to and what I'm paying, paying, investing, what am I paying attention to that really isn't turning out so well in my world psychologically and energetically and I'm hurting people in my life because I'm now drinking too much or I can't sleep without the sleeping pill or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting down and I'm not communicating as well anymore. So this shift is centered on how are you structuring foundation? How are you, there's been a demolition. How are you structuring your ideas? This is the best week in the last of 2019 and closing out this decade. Have that sit down with yourself. How am I doing with my inner child? Do I feel like I'm still carrying around abuse or abandonment issues? And, you know, I get too attached to the outcome. Talk with that inner child because if you're past the age of 18, then or you're 75, you still carry around the relationship with your inner child. It's timeless, birthless, deathless. It's one of your life coach guides. So check in with your inner child. And how good of a parent, guide, life coach, truth teacher, way shower, are you being to your own inner child? Because back when something bad happened when you were 7 or 4 or 11 or whatever, you went through it raw with just the people around you and your guardian guides. Now, if I'm 45 and I'm replaying in a meditation or in a ceremony, I'm relooking at, because my inner child's still with me, if I look at her and say, how are we doing? I'm 45. How are we doing with that inner child stuff? You know, you've got me now. I'm, I'm incorporated into you. You know, we're, I've championed, as John Bradshaw did in all his inner child work on, on the PBS specials, I've, I'm your champion. We have each other now. So if there's anything you need to vent or say to me, or you still feel like you've got a, a wound that just won't heal, let's go take that to the life coach or a seminar with Lisa or Nicole or, or Brian. Let's, let's listen to a podcast. Let's replay it again. Let's replay it again. And as I'm hearing these words from Enlighten Up, as I'm hearing these words, watch what's coming up in your emotions. Watch what little tsunami or like the Mariana Trench, what fissures of old resentments or anxiety or abandonment are you starting to be, yeah, that happened to me. Okay, okay, so stop judging them or you and do the Saturnian Capricorn discipline of like, that isn't going to be my silent ghost anymore. That isn't going to haunt me anymore. I am going to take the authentic, tangible responsibility of healing that aspect of my life. I will carry that past incident no longer into my future. It doesn't get to go in my fuel tank. That's super Super great wisdom. I love that. And it comes off the heels of our last episode on the inner child. So that's that's great. Um, Mary, would you be able to answer a listener's question? Absolutely. Always, always, always. And and bravo, salute. And I also would like to finish with a little oracle message for Lisa and Brian and you. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. Um, So this is from our listener, Michelle, who actually also happens to be one of my coaching clients. And so she said, if you need any information, I have full autonomy to give it to you. Um, But she said, since she's been exploring her spiritual side, her nightly dream experiences have completely changed. And now she's having a lot of dreams that include animals. She's never really been an animal person before, but now she feels a huge connection with the animals. And she's also having many people 
that have crossed over visiting her. Before she began her spiritual exploration, she said she's had dreams of these people since their passing, with the exception of her grandmother, who appeared with a message the night after her passing when she was 14. Sometimes they just want to say hi. Other times they tell her things or show or offer her objects. She says, I've also had many strange experiences and happenings connected to the spiritual realms in my dreams. I welcome most of what I have been experiencing and tell the things that I don't have a good feeling about to leave my dream experience while I'm having it. So she's curious to know why this is happening and if you have any advice going forward. First thing I saw psychically, um, because movies start to play when I'm working with clients or, you know, and remember my background's media. So I love it that I don't have any visual distractions. You know, I'm going off your voice and her energy vibrations. The first thing I saw was this is an upgrade, an upgrade in her actual default systems of her soul self beginning to come over the just the psychological personality of this particular lifetime or incarnation because she's she's got a footprint in both worlds. Like she's stepping into lucid dreaming and she's got actually people that have passed over and maybe she's also going to have some um, – uh, it, visuals of humans appearing in the dreams that aren't necessarily people that she knew this lifetime um, in dream work. Also, some of the characters that you see when you study Castaneda's work and, and you start really looking at uh, dream and, and meditation imagery, it's one and the same really hypnosis and self hypnosis and dreaming and imagery is that sometimes the character that you see in your dream can be an aspect or an archetype of you. And here's what Castaneda teaches. And when I studied with Brian Weiss, Dr. Brian Weiss, who does a lot of fabulous past life work, is that look at the eyes. A lot of times when you look at the eyes, they're your eyes in a different vessel, whether it's an animal or a human. Then you know it's a higher aspect of you or an archetype of you actually taking a phantom form and talking to you, taking an artistic visual form. The first thing I saw with her, though, is she needs to start physically taking the pen or the pencil and getting some kind of just legal size pad. If you don't want to go get a journal, you know, get a legal size pad and start writing them down because I'm being told that part of this evolvement in her consciousness and the shifting that she's doing now in her own intuitive uh, skill sets is that when we take the, our physical hand in this lifetime and write down uh, like you can just do an outline of the dream, then all of a sudden it's coming from just the mother realm of the subconscious and coming out then also into the conscious tangible form. Remember the earth sign's got to see it, touch it, smell it, feel it. She's writing it down. And that what that does is it does like a synchronized connection, like a hemisync of left, right brain. And it also uh, syncs the soul to the tangible personality, consciousness, soul mission of this lifetime. And I feel that the animal medicine totems um, she's actually going to start seeing these show up in nature as well so like when she does the short little dog park or nature walk or she's just actually waiting on a cab or a bus or whatever she's out in her yard just taking in the view or she's tra traveling there's going to be that very unusual circumstance like for example and and this is important for her to hear as far as dream symbols uh, my cousin had called me today we're on the phone and he's in another city and he's like oh my god he lives on a river he goes he goes, darn, my camera's facing me instead of, and it went by so quick. There was this huge log that was flowing down the river because there's been some rain here in the mountains. And he said, I, I kid you not, it's a military guy now, okay, so we don't get a lot of exuberance on this because it's like, you know, really, you know, military. And he goes, there's a log that's in the, it's flowing down the river and it's absolutely in the shape of a dragon. 
And he goes, I ran to get my phone. I took a picture and he goes, and it's a picture of me. And I said, okay, spirit wanted you to see that. Spirit doesn't always want us or need us to share that with other people around us to prove it. You know, why don't we take a picture? Like, look, I'm telling you, I saw this UFO. I said, okay. So I said to him, make no mistake about it. We're still in the full moon phase. It's just a little bit on the wane. That spirit telling you that this full moon for you is a dragon. Go look it up. Go research it, okay? And for me last night, I always put out food for the nocturnal creatures to address her animal thing. And I put out this Amish potato salad and this blackberry cobbler that I made that I didn't finish. And I don't waste food, so I put it out there. There's always in the mountains possums and stray cats and, okay, and during the day crows and things, okay? So I look out there, and I actually got a picture. There was this beautiful big old fat skunk. And it had its nose down into that potato salad, man. It was having a parte, and I'm like, oh, cool, skunk, a new totem. I'll go look it up, and I'll do some research. So in her case, if she takes pen to paper, and start, she'll start to – if she just does it for one month, one month, what are the main themes in your dreams? What are the main messages or feel and or feelings that you're getting from the people that appear in your dreams? I applaud your ability – to say to these people, no, you don't get my audience right now. Get out of my dreams. Get out of my car. <laughs> get out of my dreams. Don't pester me. I don't have an intuitive feeling that I need to give you audience right now because trust me on being a medium, even before I wanted to, or understood being a medium, when I'm seven years old and crap used to appear at the end of my bed, all these spirits. And as a little kid, as a Scorpio, I'm like, get out. Get out. If you want to talk to me, you talk to me in nature. You come during the daytime. I want to go to bed. Go away. That's a kid. I mean, that was my inner child going, cut it out. You're creepy. But they still were all crowding in wanting to have audience with me. So as a kid, I'd pull the covers over my head going, I'm not looking to you. And la, 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 I'm not listening to you. That's all I need to do. It's seven. Because I just thought everybody had things come and pester them in the night. And they weren't demonic, but they were hungry, selfish spirits that wanted to take my child energy. Pay attention to me. I have a message for you. I'm like, go. This is going to be your thing this lifetime. I'm like, go away. It's not time. It's not the right time, right place. So she's getting discipline to be able to back it up. But what I feel is a, a very, she's shifting her energy. And with her, when I get a feeling on the medicine wheel, I feel sky world. So certain bird totems, certain stars, rainbows, certain shapes in the cloud are going to be very strong around her in her outside mother nature, like looking at the external um, visual artistic themes as well as what we see in our dreams. But I, the main thing is her energy is shifting. Write it down. Oh, very cool. Thank you, Mary. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you've given us so much incredible information to unpack. Like, I know I'm going to have to re-listen to this episode once it airs. And Thank there's you. there's so much wisdom in there. Thank th you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Did you want to finish off with the oracles really quickly before we close out the show? I do, and I'll do it quick because I know you're on a timeline, and, and again, it can be over, we can overdo it. You know, we can hit them with so much, that, but I've heard that all my life. My clients, when I do one-to-ones, they're like, they call me back in 10 years and go, you know, I saved that CD. I saved <laughs> that tape. I wrote it down, and do you know your reading still talks to me? And I said, because you chose to listen. Not, not that I'm special. You chose to really let it keep blooming because I like to do those kind of readings. This isn't going to be you coming to me in December off my website and getting a reading. Here's what Spirit said to me. Here's my Capricorn discipline. Uh, yo, yo, Mary, we're going to do readings with you that you don't, this person may only come to you one time. You may have one meetup with this client, with this person reaching out to you this lifetime. You better make it good. You're going to touch their life. 
you're going to be some kind of seed of light for them. So we're going to give you that weight of that responsibility that you're not responsible for the outcome, but you better be fully present and fully dedicated. And this is a girl that has her Saturn and her son close together. So I know the Saturnian discipline. And if I don't abide by that, Nicole and Lisa and Brian, if I don't abide by that, the repercussions come to me. Choice equals consequences. So for you, Nicole, um, and this is a, a wonderful Oracle deck. You know, when we love Oracle decks, you know, we, we have a plethora of those. This is from an Oracle deck because people always ask and people don't always tell them. So it's called Nature's Whispers is the Oracle deck. So the artwork is by Josephine Wall, who's one of my favorite artists. So there is so much artistic dream world into these cards. So I'm going to give you the name of the cards so you can go look it up. Like if you go on YouTube and you say Nature's Whispers Oracle deck, you know, or, or that card, you can start to pull it up on Pinterest or on YouTube. So it'll give you guys an extra little medicine moment for yourself. So you got card number 38, Nicole, and it's, I love this card. It's, it's very earthy. It's, it's a tree, a beautiful tree, and its roots have all the great moss on it. And the tree is a man, a male figure, it's Yang, kissing a woman. And she's coming up, it's like, you know how vines and things will come up and grow on a tree? And her hair's got all these like pink blossoms in it, and they're kissing. And the name of the card is, and this is interesting, it's not just love. The name of the card is acceptance of love. Acceptance of love. So I'm going to suggest... That any potential, you may have none, not a judgment, any potential obstacle courses or any potential, like when you go on a, a highway and sometimes they've got those orange cones, it's like detour, you know, uh, road work ahead, any kind of road work that was in the way of you being able, you know, we think we want love, we're ready for our twin flame and our soulmate. And then when they get close, it's like, I'm scared, scary clown, scary clown. You know, it's like, are they honest? So all that stuff starts to happen. So this means that you've been working on yourself. And you're at a better point because there's always somebody that will find us attractive or that we find attractive. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have a long timeline. Sometimes it's just a hookup. But this is acceptance of love. So first and foremost, you take that back to yourself. Nicole has done a tremendous amount of work, according to this card, on balancing her anima animas, her male-female energetic circuitry within her. And she's ready to accept love instead of just always be the giver of love. Like the first one to do the back rub, the first one to say hi, the first one to start the process going, now you're going to be, it's coming back and you're going to have to be able to accept it because girl, it's going to show up. Yeah. So that's, that's, sorry, that that's really speaking to me because on the full moon, right at the full moon, I was meditating and I I wanted to also focus on releasing whatever my inner child really wanted me to release. And I, I just kind of put this intention, said, what, what do you want me to release? And what do you want, what do you want to bring into my awareness? And all of a sudden I just heard her not scream, but she just said it so boldly and loudly. She said, receive me, receive me. Yep. Yep. And we've all, listen, somebody's lying to you if they say they didn't have any bumps and grinds and falls and fractures emotionally in their childhood, please. Even if we had an idyllic childhood, there were still times you didn't get your way, you got bullied, you got insulted, you got your feelings hurt, okay? It's how we registered that and how deep that wound went in, okay? So your new color is the forest green, the hunter green. Try working with the green ray in meditation if you don't particularly uh, alike 
wearing a lot of green, but I feel like the, the Taurusy greens, the Capricorn, Hunter, Mossy, uh, you know, spring has more of a lime green kind of thing to the new grass and all that's kind of a yellowy green. But when you come into winter and the pine trees and, and the, and the Neyland cypress and all that, those are a, a different kind of green. They're like more of almost like a blue green kind of a vibration to them. So, and your number's 38. So that of course adds down to an 11, but you got a three for creativity and an eight infinity with that. Now for Lisa, what I, she's got the, you've got the earth creatures and the, and the forest floor. Okay, Nicole, but Lisa's got, she's got an air card and there's stars up in the sky. And what's interesting about this is that there is a, what I would call a clipper ship in the bottom of the, you know what I'm going to do, Nicole? I'll send you these pictures in your messenger and then you can send them on to Brian and Lisa. There's a clipper ship. So the, the old fashioned ships with all the sails, you know, the big sails, it's actually cutting through a golden field, not water, a golden field. And the trees have like female body shapes to them. Then the clouds are above that. And she's got like a dove coming in from the stars. So it'd be like kind of like a twilight time. And she's got her right hand extended out and this spirit dove, because inside the dove is a whole nother art, artistic painting. So inside this dove, there's a total of three of them on the card. Her card number is 43. So that's a seven of four, the new year, and three. So we just came out of a three year in 2019, and we're going into a four. So this dove is coming. They're face-to-face. So she, it's an interspecies thing. Lisa's looking up in an adoration to this sky dove, Dove is, is associated with peace, doves, and, 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 uh, and the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is often depicted, Holy Comforter, as a, as a dove of peace. It's flying into her, and it's gently landing on her hand. It's much bigger than her hand, but she's absolutely in a serenity, and she's got stargazer lilies in her hair. So those star-shaped type of lilies are in her hair. And then above her is the cascading of, like, she's kind of in front of, this, it looks autumny to me, like the autumny colors on the tree. She's draped in kind of like a goldenrod type of a robe. And, but what's coming into her are like summer colors. Like I feel like her power time of the day is twilight. So it's that tween time in between sunset and, and oh, dark 30. You know, it's the, like time. Pre, yeah, tween time, like pre-dawn and pre-dark. So, and I, definitely the sky world. So stars and clouds and the winged ones, as we talk about as far as totems, the winged ones. So everything's speaking to her in an upper, as above, so below. So she's in an as above, what's coming in as messages. So I would suggest when she can, you know, wrap herself up accordingly, if it's cold, get outside. You get a really clear star view usually in winter. When it's cold, the atmosphere like really clears out, you know, it's just like, dang, it's cold. But look at when she goes outside, go outside and see, feel when I say see, I also mean feel which direction you want to turn your body in, even if you're only out there for 10, 15 minutes, which direction, what's the constellation, what are you turning toward as far as when you close your eyes and you're just going to do a little orbital turn, like on a round medicine wheel, like a, a complete turn, where does it feel right to stop? And there's these free apps you can get on your phone that actually you hold your phone up to the sky and it tells you what the constellation is. I forget what they're called, but you can find them and see what constellation is speaking to her, what direction that was. And then she can do more deeper research on this is the direction I'm at on the medicine wheel. So, Thank you. and the name, the name of her card is love matters. We pulled so that up mean, on our phone. I have a picture of it here. Okay. Does that mean what matters in love for her? Does it mean that love is to now take a priority 
of love matters most in your world beyond career, beyond finance, beyond home, beyond domestic, beyond other family members, love, and how she's able to embrace it and give it love. The two words, love matters. Now, however you say that, the inflection and the tone that you give to that, as she goes into 2020, love is the verb. Love matters. Now, you could say it another way. So she's going to be dealing with matters of love or her love matters. Okay, so just look at however she wants to play with that because she's the artist painting the portrait of her life. So love, love matters is what's on there. But I would, she's face-to-face with this incredible sky dove. And when you look at this bird flying into her, the boats that kind of look like they'd be in Vietnam or the rice paddy fields or you know, Thailand or something like that, there's a boat like that that's up on these golden yellow glassy waters on the upper part of this bird. And then there's mountains in the background. And then there's a stream that's coming down just down from her hand. That's actually becoming part of the bird's underside of the tail. That's coming into this world for her. So if you look at the bottom of the card, there's a clipper ship going through like flowers, you know, it's cutting a little path through these flowers. It's going over to the left, but this other little kind of oriental looking ship, rice paddy type of ship is actually coming toward her. So it doesn't need so many sails. So that means it doesn't have to travel that far. You see the other ship's got all those sails and the winds propelling. It's going to go on a longer journey. You know, so it feels to me like the love that she's fashioned and crafted within herself is both going out through a field of flowers and, and golden bounty. And, but yet there's another new ship coming in toward her that's able to actually go amongst lilies or pods or rice or things that actually can grow well in the water, like spirulina and algae and and certain lilies that grow on the water. So it feels very Buddhic to me. It feels very oriental and very, um, like, you know, Buddhism, when you look at the eight precepts, the main thing of Buddhism, which I love as a Scorpio, of course, the Buddha moon, the Wisak moon is my favorite, is the degree of suffering that one will encounter is directly proportionate to their attachment to the what is. So that's why Buddhism is about non-resistance. It is what it is. So their real, Buddhism is real bottom line. It is what it is. And she got a bottom line message. Love matters. Yes, it does. Okay. So then for Brian, our seer, our watcher, his card is number 24. And so we have the two of details, paying attention to the details. And, and, you know, doing it the right way the first time, paying attention to the details. And then the four, again, embracing this 2020. And four, both Lisa and Brian got the four in there. And the four has a lot to do with look at things from all four directions. You know, and you might incorporate uh, some a deeper understanding of the medicine wheel and what the four directions mean, their hemispheres. And, and of course, that ties into an astrological chart, too. So he has this female like water nymph so it's like in the myrrh kingdom and she's riding actually on a seahorse so like a cowboy would go and get on his horse you know she's actually being transported by a seahorse so his is very aquatic i see angelfish with the stripes on them there's other seahorses uh, and the seahorse i think if i remember right the seahorse male actually gives the birth he both he both uh, uh impregnates the the female seahorse and you'll have to look that up i'm pretty sure that the seahorse male actually does the birth. So that'll be fun to look at. So he has like, he's the seahorse, if that's correct. Seahorses, the seahorse are, actually, seahorses, seahorses are hermaphroditic. 
Okay. So the so that would tie into the tarot card of the world because it's a hermaphrodite on the world. And she has that banner on her in the Rider Waite deck of the mystical three. That scarf makes a three hiding the actual below parts of the hermaphrodite uh, quality of the both, the he, she. So the, the seahorse is, he's focused. He's just happy. They're under, they're underwater. You can see the air bubbles coming above her. Again, we've got this face of bliss. The card is called, he gets a sentence, be your best self always. And the bottom banner of his card is what I would call like an Easter kind of yellow, like the color of butter. It's more of a soft yellow. Uh, Nicole's just like that hunter green. And Lisa, yours is almost like what I would call a peachy kind of yellow, like a peach. It's a blend of peach and, and, and the yellow tone, very, very light peach. But with Brian's, this is about I'm coming up. I can be both beneath the surface and I can come above the water. So it's very Neptunian. It's got like a, a water sign feel to it, like the Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. But I, seahorses to me, I mean, this is more Poseidon and Neptune. And so I would look at the Neptune aspects in my chart, how this Neptune and uh, Pisces transit and the Pisces full moon and new moon in 2020, I feel like has a lot to do with fluidity and flexibility and, and being able to flow easier in your life with the what is so, but he's into the flow. He's into, you know what I, you know, that, that was an old, it's like an onion. I peeled that layer off of me. And, you know, I don't have to peel the onion all the way to the core, but those layers are like the snake sheds its skin. One of Scorpio's symbolic totems, you know, I'm, I'm willing to let that, that served its higher purpose. I can let that shed now. I can let that go now. And so her hair becomes this beautiful, almost like a kaleidoscope or panoramic colors. It's like her hair would be like the way you throw a rock in the, in a, in a lake, a still lake and watch it ripple. Her hair is becoming like this fluidity, but her hair is actually coming up and it may be the, the happy part of his inner child is coming up and, and mixing with the oxygenated bubbles that's just below the surface because their movement is creating both circles and bubbles that's coming up to the top of this oceanic kingdom. But I see the oceanic part of the floor. So she's actually the, the seahorse and the angelfish and all these wonderful like coral and other little, it's like she's in a secret kingdom, you know, like you, that movie that used to be called the secret garden that the children would run to for their restoration and their harmony on the planet. I feel like this is like an aquatic under underwater serenity it's like when divers say why do i dive because my god there's there's such beauty there's such a a mystery there's there's such an exotic quality to what's in the water of our mother earth so there's something about going to the water uh salt water you know and salt water has those positive ions i see the positive or negative ions i forget but negative there's, yeah. a, there's a different kind of healing that happens with salt water you know, so he may be looking at, am I doing Celtic salt? Am I, am I eating with Himalayan pink salt? Do I maybe need to add a little iodine in because I've been doing non-iodized salts in my cooking or my eating, you know? So, of course, we go to a restaurant, they're still using regular salt, so, you know, the iodine thing. But that might be something. I feel the mineral selenium might be beneficial to Brian. Look at what type of minerals are in the salt water. You know, salt water. So, you know, salt water, you know, going to a salt water aquarium, going, looking at the, the medicine totems of the water world and particularly 
the oceanic worlds. And if he had to pick an ocean, just in a meditative fantasy, if there was one ocean I would like to go to the edge of and bear witness to, which we can now do on the Internet, you know, with National Geographic and just take these little video tours, what ocean would I most like to go to? If I could go to any ocean in the world, where would I like to go? And that ocean, that Longitude, latitude is one of his spirit teachers this year. It's, it's everything to do with that culture, everything to do with that place, everything to do with maybe what kind of fish or, or, or things are famous at that part of the ocean that people, you know, like, you know, the, and again, the, the cultural beliefs and everything I would say would have to do with that. It may be in the United States. It may be somewhere else in the world. But oh, I would try cool. to do, wow. yeah, I try to do a meditation and say, if I had carte blanche, and the ticket and the time and the resources to actually go and be at the edge and look at the face of my earth mother's effluvia, you know, her actually life force waters. All Here's what people forget about any ocean. It's full of life and death. I mean, creatures dying and shells and I mean, so much is in there, you know, and so what would be the ocean that you would go to? And I believe that is going to be like an external dream talking to him and continuing to teach him and and I hear psychically enrich him all through 2020 oh thanks so much Mary that's kind of cool I like that reading you're welcome and I, do you did you find the cards or do I need to send you the visuals for oh uh, no Brian and Lisa I think found them good good yeah so I, found, I found two of them I didn't find mine okay so be your best self always is number 24 and I'll send it to Nicole, and then she can just forward it to you out of the Nature's Thanks. Whispers Oracle deck. And the artist, again, is Josephine Wall. This girl likes to give credit to whoever does it. You know, it's just like, but I feel, like, again, just to wrap up, please, please, please do yourself a favor, listeners. Just go find out where Capricorn is in your birth chart. Go punch in your birth chart. Call an astrologer like yours truly and get that New Year astrological analysis because you're really, you've got such a beneficial fuel when you know of all the 12 signs and of all the 12 months that are open portals and vortices of power for us next year, Capricorn is where the action is. Capricorn, not necessarily Capricorn people, Capricorn themes and issues. So it's stoic and it's austere and it's don't be miserly and don't be selfish and don't be greedy. But do your work and don't take credit for other people's work. You know, give credit where credit's due. So don't be like that, you know, because like in the tarot, the materialism card, the devil card is one of the cards that's associated with the Capricornian shadow. So don't go there. You know, don't be snared by negative temptations or just wrongdoing. Don't do it because Trust me when I tell you, <laughs> with Saturn and Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, both in Capricorn, I don't care if Jupiter and Venus are there right now. I don't care that Mars is going to go in there with Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn. If you're nasty and if you're ill-spirited, the karmic boomerang is going to slice and dice you big time. And I would be wrong not to tell you that as a mystic and an astrologer. I would be wrong not to forewarn you of the potential dangers. Choices so. and consequences. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's our Capricorn. It's the C word. Well, thanks yeah. so much, Mary, for coming on. And thanks so much for all of your wisdom. To our listeners, please, if you're interested in booking a session with Mary, you can uh, go over to her website, marydecina.com. We're going to leave her information in the show notes below. You can also follow her on Facebook. Thanks so much, Mary, for all of your, you know, 
your wisdom, your shamanic uh, connection, and all of your abilities as a seer. Hi, Holy Spirit, beloved archangels, watchtowers. Thank you for our new year and our new decade of 2020. And anyone that finds that they're listening or hearing any of this to do with the host here or myself, we from the center of our heart chakras send you blessings of light and prosperity and your path is sacred and safe. Aho, so be it. Thank you. And to all our listeners, we at Enlighten Up also wish you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. We wish you a lot of joy and love and peace at this time. Uh, We will be back with you guys next week. We love you all. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.